0: Welcome to Dents in the Darkness, the monthly podcast of the Northeast Collaborative, or a new church network that empowers pastors to lead and launch healthy churches in Northeast America. This month, we have Karen Vanice with us by way of phone. Dan, tell us a little bit about why you wanted to have Karen with us today and who she's with. Absolutely.
1: So I met Karen through... One of our Northeast Collaborative member churches, uh, Branch Life Church, and Karen's teammate Drew is the ministry director for Life Institute. And I met him on a Sunday night at one of Branch Life's services, and uh, we started talking about their financial stewardship, and then Drew invited me to do a video conference with their team, and Karen was there that day as well, and, and as I heard Drew and Karen and Tyler talk about Life Institute's ministry, I was really stoked to hear how they serve churches and And So we were actually able to recruit them as organizational partners for the Northeast Collaborative. So that's a little overview of how we got connected.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, we're going to have Karen fill in the blanks there because there were plenty of blanks you left. (laughs) So how about if you introduce yourself to everyone, Karen, a couple of minute overview of your personal story, your family and such.
2: Great. Sure. Like Dan just said, I work with Drew for the Life Institute Ministry. I'm actually the event coordinator here for Life Institute. I grew up in western Pennsylvania, and I've been married for almost 30 years now. Wow. Two, yeah, it's been a, been a while. <laughs> uh, we have two grown boys in college, and uh, really, actually, most of my career was as a adjunct math teacher. I taught at uh, several different colleges and community colleges around oh. the nation, and um, a few years ago, I kind of decided to just kind of redirect my career, and I came across this position with Life Institute, and since I'm kind of naturally really organized and detail-oriented, you know, math teacher, that's kind of what we do, (laughs) Um, I kind of thought this might be a good fit, so um, I, I think they thought the same thing, so I'm here, and I've been here with Life Institute for about two years now, so I'm doing the scheduling, the planning of all of these these Life Institute events that we hold across the country. So,
0: well, as you talk about Life Institute, I want to talk about what Life Institute is and does. But you just touched on the fact that you're a math teacher. You also have a family, grown kids.
2: Mm-hmm. Two boys, are both in college. Uh, one is in Pittsburgh at University of Pitt and my other son is in West Virginia University so
0: oh okay now are they following in mom's footsteps in the <laughs> whole math thing or are you going somewhere else
2: no, not really. One is a business major. It, the West Virginia student is a business major, and my other son is a neuroscience major. Oh my goodness! Whoa! And I I don't even know what that is. So. I think they
1: got their brains. <laughs> don't me explain. They got their uh, brains from mom. That's what happened there. I
2: don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: well, it is so nice to get to know you a little better, uh, Karen. And we're going to find out now about Life Institute and what it does. You've mentioned finances. Uh, finances, of course. Uh, what do they say? The money makes the world go round or greases the wheels anyway. Something like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that.
2: What we do here is really we're teaching stewardship. So it is about finances, but it's it's more it's kind of beyond just finances. We want to teach stewardship and kind of set the priorities and the framework for what people should kind of understand and how, how it is that God wants them to understand what mm. stewardship means. I kind of feel like I need to kind of state what our mission is first, sure. what the purpose of the ministry is. Our mission is really just to help Christians become better stewards of all of their assets, because, you know, everything comes from God. So we Mm -hmm. want to help them understand what it is that they're supposed to do with everything. So in order for us to do this, what we do is we conduct three-day stewardship lifestyle seminars. We partner with churches across the nation, and we conduct these seminars to help teach and explain the Biblical framework for for all of our financial decisions, Mm. and how God kind of lays it out and how they want us to direct our lives in this way. So the three-day seminars, they're basically, typically, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's, you know, our kind of typical framework for how we do these. You know, we kind of structure it so it fits whatever church. If they don't want to do it those three days, that's fine, but Mm. we basically start with that basic structure. In the seminars, since they are three days, and again, usually Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we kind of teach in three different kind of phases, and we've kind of described it as preaching, teaching, counseling, okay? Mm. So on Sunday, we begin with the preaching part, obviously. Um, In our Sunday morning message, our message comes from, it's based on Haggai 1, where it kind of illustrates what happens. When we have misplaced priorities, what mm. happened to the Israelites, the dangers that happened to them, the consequences that occurred because yeah. their priorities were kind of misplaced and not in line with what God's priorities were. And after we lay out the what happens with the misplaced priorities, we can then establish what we refer to as the five biblical sequential priorities. Um, And I'll say them real quickly, and then I'll kind of explain what what I mean by those things. Nice, yeah. What we've labeled our priorities in our teaching, in our preaching, is, number one, give, two is save, three is spend, four, offerings, and five is luxury. Okay, let me kind of break that down a little Mm -hmm. bit. Number one, when I say give, the first priority, obviously, Is God? We give to God first. He's our first priority. Everybody, you know, that's not something that's new to anybody that goes to church. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But we need to make sure this is this is our beginning step. We give. We give to God our highest priority. Number two, when I said save, that means we need to save to protect our family because our family is our second priority. We need to make sure we have savings so that if there's an emergency. That we can take care of our families, that there's no risk of them being harmed. So, we need to make sure that our financially that we have something saved for that. Our third priority in sequential order is spend. And that just means that we're spending and paying our bills, paying our creditors. So, we need to be timely and honorable. And we, we want to be a testimony to God and to glorify mm-hmm. God. So, we need to make sure that what we're doing is spending and being honorable to who we owe money to, to pay our you know, electric bill. We need to make sure we pay it on time. Mm-hmm. Right? Fourth, when we mentioned this offerings, our offerings is just giving to others that we see in need. It may be a ministry, maybe a family that you see that's in need. So we want to make sure that we have something that we could, if we choose to, give an offering to help somebody else that's in need other than ourselves.
0: So this is on top of your giving to God, which is your first priority. You put this at fourth priority.
2: Right, right. God is first. Our family is second and our creditors, we kind of list that in order, mm-hmm. and then yeah. what is extra in addition to that, if we have, if we, if we want to give beyond the tithe, we want to give offerings, we want to give to those in need, so we want to make sure that's all in line.
1: You know, when you said then- that before though, Karen, about, um, sorry, before you get to the fifth one, mm-hmm. I just think it's really interesting that you were saying before, like, you know, if you've been in church for a long time, like, we should know that we should give to God, but I think in today's culture, especially where America is moving very rapidly from post-Christian to now very anti-Christian, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, this may be like news for a lot of them, they're probably thinking of giving financially as only the offering one, mm-hmm. meaning it's really popular now to give to causes, to give to people and to help people like on a horizontal level. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so crucial that you guys are starting out with that first thing of giving to God because for a lot of people, they ha- they aren't used to church. They aren't used to diving into scripture and understanding the principles that everything is from God, and so giving to God first is a is a rhythm of life that we all should have. I just think that's really cool. I think that's awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. And it, and we see this all the time. Like a lot of people just really have an upside down view of what mm. what the order is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, Because just to say the last one, the last one we have listed is luxuries. A lot of people put that first. I mean, like, (laughs) let me go get my, I gotta get the new iPhone, I have to get a nicer car. And then, you know, if I have extra, then I can give to the church. Mm -hmm. So we really want to reset the order of the sequences. Like, God has laid it out to us, what our order, what the sequence needs to be. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to say, oh, there's... Was a flood, so I want to give to the, you know, Red Cross. Right. I want to give to this, but like you say, God needs to come first. The mm-hmm. church needs to come first.
0: That's so. hard for people I think as they as they look at their finances because they say well isn't my family and the things that I need to do for them uh, the spending first and and I think it's even interesting that you've got save as your second priority mm. instead of spending. Right. I like that right. though.
1: <laughs> me personally <laughs> that's a big one for You're me. You're a saver? I'm a big saver and uh, I just I think a lot of times in some Christian circles uh, savings could almost have this stigma of mm-hmm. like, well, we don't have enough faith, right. right? Like we don't really believe that God can provide. But I, to me, I think God has given us wisdom. He's given us uh, this clarity of, okay, yes, things in life are not going to go as planned and i think most people they plan their finances and run their finances like everything is going to be you know up to you know far up and right on the pie chart all the time or mm-hmm. on the on the graph so to speak mm-hmm. and that is not the case most of life is it's topsy turvy things come out of nowhere and i anyway I'm a big proponent <laughs> of savings and not just personal right. savings, like even churches, right? Like I think churches should have
0: savings. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great. Right. Well, I, I, I really appreciate and love what I'm hearing, uh, especially as you called I think you called it a lifestyle seminar.
2: Right. Right. Because we're, we're kind of getting the foundation of this is your lifestyle, of how you should be living out mm. stewardship. It's not just, here's what the definition of stewardship means. It's, how you need to run your life and to get it in the right order, to get these things lined up as God would want them to be. Mm. You know, a lot of times people, like the spending, like the number three, you know, people say, oh, I have to pay my creditors. But a lot of the spending that they spend isn't on necessities of life. It is it is really the luxuries that <laughs> yeah. they're spending on. So they you know, a lot of the spending could be cut out, and if there is no room for luxuries, then there just is no room for luxuries. Mm-hmm. I mean sometimes you don't have it but if you if you put it in the right order and if you're running it in the order that God really wants you to it's amazing how blessed you can be kind of you know you you're relying on God and he he's going to take care of you in right that situation.
0: the scripture has set out a lot of principles concerning finances that believers don't tap into or understand i mean i've heard that mm-hmm. there are more references to money in the bible than mm-hmm. there is love well, That's a lot. And Jesus talked more <laughs> about
1: money than he talked about any other topic. Mm-hmm. So right. I think it's so important... What you guys are doing to serve churches, to serve disciples, it's such a valuable ministry because it's so clear in Scripture that it, it matters to God.
0: And and it's sometimes difficult, I think, for pastors uh, to talk in their own church about finances. You know, oh, he's talking about money again. So to have someone come in and to hear it from other sources, I think, can be a big benefit.
1: You know, we thought that too. Um, and I'm sure, Karen, as you guys have traveled around, you've heard this from pastors or churches like kind of this fear or this tension of like, oh, you know, should we really talk about money? Yeah. At our church, we actually found that we weren't talking about it enough. Mm. And we took a survey. Can Mm -hmm. you believe this? This is crazy. We took a survey of what people wanted us to preach on. Uh Uh-huh. One of the number, I don't know if it was number one, but it was at least in the top three, if not number one, yeah. was money. No kidding. Yeah. They're like, we want to, and it wasn't just give to the church, give the sure. church. It was, it was exactly what you're talking about, Karen, this lifestyle of how do I steward finances? So like we did a sermon series and, oh, Karen, can I share a very quick story about this illustration? <laughs> you may want to use this in your seminars, just saying.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> I stole it from someone else. It was really awesome. So I started out one message. I think the message, the, the tagline was my money is not my money. And I started out with I said, "Does anyone have a five dollar bill?" And people raised their hands. Mm -hmm. Does anyone have a twenty dollar bill? Does anyone have a hundred dollar bill? And there were like five people that (laughs) raised their hands, and I was like, "What are you doing?" That's funny. (laughs) Anyway, uh, and I was like, Tom, I was like, "Can I have that that hundred dollar bill?" And he's like, "What?" And I was like, "No, literally, like I want to take it from you, and I want it to be mine. Like, are you willing to give me that hundred dollar bill?" And he turns to his wife. And they talked like real briefly and I walked down, I took it. I was like, listen, I'm not giving this back. Like, this is mine. And he's like, yeah, okay, go ahead. Wow. Take it. <laughs> and I put it in my pocket. I preached the message mm-hmm. and it all crescendoed at the end. I took it back out. And after I had taught all these principles about stewardship and whatever, my money's not my money. I pulled it out and I said, what you guys don't know is I gave Tom this hundred dollar bill right before the service. Mm. This wasn't Tom's hundred dollar bill. So him giving it back to me was so much easier because I gave it to him right before the service. Right. And that's what, it's true with everything we have. So when we think of giving back to God, it's like, we've got to get that solidified in our head that everything we have is right. truly his in the first place. Mm. So I'm not sure if you're going to try that on your next <laughs> seminar or not, but it, it was pretty fun. It's, yeah.
2: It's, it's so true. It's, you know, it is not ours. We didn't, you know, my money's not my money. Right. I'm, whatever I have, I'm being blessed by God for this purpose to be a steward, to help. Steward whatever he has given me, and mm. to put it in the right in the right place, yeah, at the right time. So yeah, well
0: maybe then, as you're you were talking, Dan, about the people wanting you to talk about money, it is a an internal thing as far as pastors are concerned. We just have this like natural fear <laughs> yeah. about talking about <laughs> money. Now, what when you look at uh, financial stewardship in the church, is that an obstacle? This this fear of pastors to talk about money.
2: I think so. I think, I mean, what we've seen, and, and, you know, it's different for different pastors. Some some maybe feel completely comfortable with That's doing right. <laughs> that, but um, a lot of times they don't. Um, I feel like they, a lot of times pastors just kind of feel ill-equipped to kind of tackle that kind of subject because mm. it's too big for them that they really don't know where to begin, and they don't want to come speak about it if they don't feel... Confident or um, just knowledgeable enough about all of the finances.
0: Not and having their own the- house necessarily, financial house in complete order and feeling like, exactly. you know, I feel inadequate to address Oh, really? This. Yeah, they, yeah. Oh, geez. they
2: don't want to come out, you know, preaching something that they sound like a hypocrite about. Right. They, like you uh, say, if they're not financially in order, they don't want to feel hypocritical about what it is that they actually know and understand to get it mm. in the right place.
1: So what you um, how you serve churches can really serve pastors in their own personal finances, too.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we, in our teaching sessions, we also have like counseling sessions after each teaching session so that we can meet with any family one-on-one in a counseling session. And these are kind of free stewardship review sessions. So and we almost always 100% talk to the pastor every time. Because they are the ones that really, they need to lead their congregation. So if they can understand and kind of get it on track, too, then it's a much better communication that they could have with their people in their church to say, this is what I'm doing, I'm following this. So let me, because even after we leave, perhaps they can help counsel their own people if they weren't able to have the the kind of the one-on-one sessions with with us while, mm-hmm. we were, while we were present. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, our stewardship reviews are just really helpful to help redirect people, get them on the right path, uh, or, you know, maybe a lot of people maybe already are on the right path, but we just want to help encourage them to kind of keep moving forward and to kind of give just guidance and direction of some tips of things that they weren't aware of that they could do. They, they might be able to actually be giving more to the Church that they, that they didn't realize.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when you go in and you do the preaching and then the teaching and the counseling, uh, that three phase, and I love that because, you know, the preaching is great. It sets the biblical foundation for it. Uh, the teaching part is giving the instruction, but then the counseling is helping to, you know, weed through, are they actually getting it, and, and how do we apply these things? I think that's fantastic.
2: Because everybody has kind of a unique circumstance, so you yeah. can teach to the to the crowd, But until you talk to them and kind of hear their unique circumstances, sometimes they don't actually know how to put it into practice and how to apply these principles. So we want to meet with as many people as we can on these one-on-one, one-on-one meetings. Yeah.
1: So how does this differ from, let's say, like, you know, Dave Ramsey's programs and stuff? Because I know his programs are super popular. We've done them. Uh, They're excellent. But I, as I, I remember talking to Drew and he was... I can't remember exactly what the differences were, but I know you guys have some more to offer that's beyond just what they have. So if you could talk to a little bit about how you're different than uh, Dave Ramsey's ministry, that'd be great.
2: Well, I kind of feel that we really try to base as much as possible in a different respect to, like, we are biblically teaching. We are coming from the Bible and teaching every aspect. It's not so much about... Getting your finances straight, as getting your priorities straight in alignment um, with with Bible's teaching. So, it, we do clearly touch on a lot of the same um, topics, in, you know, financial financial communication. But we really base everything on keeping it set on those biblical sequential priorities. Um, I'm not sure if Dan Ransby has it kind of laid out in that respect. He te- gives lots of great financial advice right. and giving to the church and all, but we really try to make sure that everything that we teach is an application of the biblical priorities and to yeah. keep it in that so, order. So, so that
1: you're sequence. focusing more on like holistic... Stewardship, whereas a Dave Ramsey ministry would be more like debt reduction. How to mm-hmm. reduce debt? Okay, yeah,
2: right. And we're kind of coming across. It's a. It's a. We want to teach the biblical worldview because it's not really what the world thinks. How to have a good retirement and you know, sure. reach that end goal? It's the biblical priorities and biblical worldview is what we're trying to bring across into getting your priorities straight. That we're not saying everybody is going to meet the same goals as what. They would want to, perhaps, but we want to make sure that we are laying it out in that sequential order and that they can follow that to the best of their abilities.
0: Oh, that's great. Now, as you see people having gone through this, what are some of the things that you get feedback-wise from those who have been through the Life Institute?
2: I think, really, a lot of it it, it's almost comical in the sense that some of the people that come, unfortunately, because of the timing of it, sometimes younger families are busy and they can't get to all of the teaching sessions that we have, Mm -hmm. and those teaching sessions are really kind of geared toward this is how you apply the message. Like, this is a great sermon, we have a great sermon, but our teaching sessions are teaching them how to apply it to their actual lives. So because families are busy, because we have, you know, Monday evening sessions and Tuesday evening sessions, unfortunately we don't get everyone to come back after Sunday because whatever life is happening for... So the people that are coming Monday night and Tuesday night to hear our budgeting and our financial and retirement planning, Christian estate planning sessions, the people that are hearing that are a lot of times older, the older, you know, 50, mm-hmm. 60, higher up. And the thing that we hear from those people are, I wish I would have known this 30 years ago. Yes. <laughs> yes. Why didn't I start this sooner? Why didn't mm. I know this sooner? Why did I wait? Now it's like, now it's kind of like trying to last minute ditch effort to try to get things straightened out to, to get to where I need to be if I had known this 30 years ago I'd be in a much better place yeah so that's kind of the biggest thing we always hear is why didn't I know this sooner so mm-hmm. that's why we're hoping that we can encourage people to come out to all of the teaching sessions and we have a and you know workbook that we give to everyone that comes to the teaching sessions so if they if they do happen to not be able to make every one of the teaching sessions at least they kind of have a value add they have a workbook that they can read through and hopefully understand the main part of the message that we're teaching in right. each of our teaching sessions. So.
0: Well, I want to find out about how those that are listening to the podcast can get in touch with you guys in just a minute. But before we do that, as you go out, you, you said you're the scheduler, but that means you've got a team of people that go out and, and present these seminars. Uh, tell right. us about the team and why they do what they do.
2: Two of the first main guys I need to tell you about is uh, Tim and Roy Russell, they are a father-son team. They're kind of the, the brainchild behind Life Institute. Okay. Um, they they founded the ministry. They are both certified financial advisors, both very involved in their churches, Christian men. Tim went to Bible College, so he's very well-educated in that. And he, he, Tim really comes... He's the son, I should say. <laughs> Roy's the father, Tim okay. is the son. Maybe mm-hmm. I should clarify. But together, they're really the heart behind the mission to teach stewardship. And most of what we teach, the content that we're teaching and presenting, it's coming from their experience and their wisdom and what they've found and what they've learned through studying the Bible and being out there kind of in the financial world to kind of get the priorities and in line with what God is telling us to do. So they're kind of our main brain behind the the mission here. Mm -hmm. Drew Geisey, which is who Dan originally met— He's the ministry director. He is a former pastor, and he's, first of all, he's a great presenter. He really preaches and teaches. He's the kind of the face that you see at every seminar. Mm. So he's going to be the person that, that's out there that everybody knows and sees at mm. every Stewardship Lifestyle seminar that's out there. We have a few other financial advisors also that go to various different seminars. It kind of depends on where it is and the timing of it, how it fits in their schedule. But those three are the primary that do the a lot of the preaching and the teaching mm. in the seminars besides the other gentlemen that are financial advisors.
0: I love this. I love the concept of what you are presenting as far as making a biblical framework for the financial decisions that people are making. I think it's so crucial. We make so many mistakes, but we can fix those if we learn what the Bible has to say about it. As as we've listened to you talk, I'm I'm very encouraged by what you guys are doing. We want to make sure that that uh, our listeners can find out about the seminars, how to set them up, and all that. Uh, so, we're going to talk about the website. But before we do that, how can we pray for the Ministry of Life Institute?
2: Well, if you could, we would really just ask that um, you could pray for us, that, that we are able to take our message of stewardship from a biblical worldview, and that we can reach more churches and really help guide people so that they can really transform the way they're thinking, so that they can follow God's laid out sequential priorities for stewardship. So if we could, you know, reach more people and get out there and really help people to understand what it is that that God has has set before us to get our priorities straight, that that would be, you know, just the best thing that you could help us to pray for, that we could get out there and introduce this to more people. Well, more
0: fortunately, people. we're putting out a podcast about this uh, particular ministry called Life Institute, Karen, and hopefully those that will listen uh, can, can uh, take the action point here of
1: contacting you guys. And uh, one of the partnership things that's really cool is uh, in our formalized partnership, Life Institute has offered free personal stewardship reviews to any NEC pastors. They offer that across the country, but they're also offering that specifically for NEC as well. And so for any of our member churches or resourcing partners that are listening, uh, if you're a pastor and you're like, man, this would be really valuable for me, for my family, they're offering to do these personal stewardship reviews for you and your family uh, for free, and just to, to help you out and try to figure out how to Organize your finances
0: God's way. Wow. I I think that is so fantastic. And I think we could spend a lot more time talking about all these things, but you have really put forth a lot in a very short amount of time, especially talking about those five biblical priorities give, save, spend, your offering, and then your finally luxury spending and keeping them in the right order. So if our listeners want to contact Life Institute, what's the best
2: way to do it? Well, they could either. Just email us directly at contact at org, and they can send us any questions they have, if they want clarification or if they just want more um, materials, I can ship out to them and okay. give them kind of the, what the ministry is about and what we teach through our seminars. Mm-hmm. Or if they just want to look on our website also, our website is lifeinstitute.org. Okay. We have a lot of resources already on our website. Mm, um, cool. yeah. bud- budgeting worksheet, a 20-day study in stewardship devotional that they can just download and have access to those resources.
0: That is fantastic. I just really appreciate you taking the time with us today, Karen. Yes, thanks, uh, Karen. Yeah, just letting our listeners know these resources are out there, and you guys have a great one with Life Institute. It's lifeinstitute.org. Remember, all of the information that we've mentioned here will be in the show notes as well. Uh, linked link to your website. Thank you again, Karen Vanice. Really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today.
2: Absolutely. I, I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Dense in the Darkness. We're the monthly podcast of the Northeast Collaborative, a church network that empowers pastors to lead and launch healthy churches here in Northeast America.